Hey, it's Brad Roth, and welcome to ATREpodcast.com, all things real estate. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to new first-time home buyers. What's in store for you? You want to buy a home? What's next? So you're looking to buy a house. That's exciting. I mean, look, the first thing you need to do is look for a realtor. If you don't have one, then ask your friends or your family if they have a realtor and what their experience was with them. You want to hear how fabulous they were and how they were attentive to their clients' needs. You are not under any obligation to that realtor to use them as the seller pays the commission, but you should be loyal to your realtor. Think of them as your partner. You're both on the same team. Once you start looking at property, if they aren't showing you how fantastic they are, you can surely part ways as long as you haven't signed a buyer-broker agreement. Let me explain to you what a buyer-broker agreement is. A buyer-broker agreement is a contract a buyer is going to sign, right, with their agent stating that if the buyer buys a home within a specific time frame, then they owe the broker a commission, even if they didn't use that agent or broker. So you can really get pigeonholed, guys, especially as a first-time buyer, if you don't know that. I generally don't ask my clients to sign these because I just feel like if I do my job correctly and I know my client is loyal, I don't think I need it. But many agents do ask you and want you to sign it. And there's nothing wrong with signing it. As long as you know you're going to be loyal to them, then it shouldn't be a problem. As long as maybe you know they're a great realtor and you know you're not going to use anyone but them. If you want to do that, go right ahead. Very, very important to remember. If you're planning on buying a house in the next few months, now that you've started this process, do not make any major purchases. You do not want your credit pulled for a car or for furniture or anything until after your escrow has closed. Talk to your lender in detail about that. You could be in the middle of an escrow, pull your credit, your credit goes down and it will mess your whole entire deal up. So make sure you keep that in mind. After you've hired your real estate agent, you need to find a lender to get pre-approved, okay? It is best to do before your realtor shows you any property at all. If you have a lender, let your agent know who your lender is and how they can contact each other and work together. If you don't have one, then most realtors have preferred lenders they work with. If you don't have a preference and your realtor has a fantastic lender, it's best to use them. Look, you're under no obligation to use them, but often they'll make a really nice addition to your team. If your realtor and lender know each other, they have an existing relationship, they know how each other work, it's often going to work in your favor as there's much less communication issues. After your lender has pre-approved you for a specific amount, then it gets really exciting because now you can start scouring the internet for homes. You can send them to your realtor and your realtor can start sending you homes. Looking at homes, finding homes is the easy part. It is easy to feel a realtor isn't doing their job because you're seeing homes online before they contact you. But remember, you're just looking for yourself and your agent may have several clients. So just be patient with them. If you want to see a house, remember you're a team. Call your agent, text your agent, email your agent. If you've got a great attentive agent, they're going to get back to you and they're going to have the information on the property. Your agent's gonna earn their commission writing their offer and negotiating you the best price or getting you the home for full price or more, but your offer gets accepted over five other offers or 10 other offers or even one other offer because your agent showed the listing agent that they are fair and easy to work with. 
It's really important, guys. No one needs to yell at one another and scream and make it a bad experience. It's gonna be the best experience you make it. You want your realtor to get along with the other realtor, but you want them to play hardball for you in a nice, easy way. And a good agent is gonna know exactly what I'm talking about and they're gonna know how to do it. So just put your faith in your agent. Once your offer gets accepted, your agent has to navigate you through so many other obstacles. If you have a good seasoned agent, or even a new agent that has a lot of company support, they can easily protect you from a lot of unnecessary stress. Now what happens next may vary in different states, but this is how it works in California. The listing agent will open escrow. Some states use attorneys rather than escrow. Your escrow is a neutral third party. They take all contracts and counteroffers and put them into escrow instructions. Both buyer and seller will sign their escrow instructions and both brokers are gonna sign their opening packages as well. Now, escrow will also order you a preliminary title report, which is gonna make sure that the title is clear on the home and there are no liens or judgments against the seller. Any judgments or liens that come up are gonna to have to be paid through escrow, through the seller's proceeds or the seller writing a check but it will be paid through escrow. You generally won't have your escrow instructions for two to seven days. So in the meantime, you're working on meeting your contingency timeframes. Now, when you buy a home, you have a certain amount of time to do your home inspection, usually 14 days, but I like to shorten it up. So it's anywhere between seven and 14 days. You will also have an appraisal contingency. Again, normally 17 days, but I like to shorten it up to 14. Your loan contingency is 21 days. I always shorten that up to about 14 to 17. And then last, you're gonna have a removal of all contingency, which is usually 21 days, and I usually bring that down to 17 when I am negotiating for a seller. So when I'm telling you that I bring them down, that's when I'm negotiating for a seller. But as a buyer, you wanna be aware that it's common. Now, let me explain to you. Your removal of all contingencies, that is your last shot before you can back out of escrow and actually not lose your deposit. Once you've signed the removal of all contingencies, that is your way of saying, hey, I'm buying this property, and I understand that I could lose my good faith deposit up to 3% in California if I do not buy this home, if I don't follow through per the RPA, the Residential Purchase Agreement. Now, let me explain to you what each contingency is. So number one is your home inspection contingency. Now let's say you have 14 days to have your home inspection. So you're gonna say to your realtor, do you have a list of preferably three home inspectors that maybe you use or one that you really like? And you're going to have a home inspection on your house. So you will call the home inspector or ask your realtor to make the appointment for you, find out how much it is. That is a cost that you incur as a buyer. You will pay your home inspection. You will then meet the home inspector at the house. If you can't make it, then your realtor will. You know, I always tell my clients, bring their family and friends. Anyone who wants to see the house, try to do it then. Contractors, anybody you want to bring in, do it during your home inspection. That's your time to investigate the property. Have your home inspector do a home inspection on the property. They're going to run the dishwasher. They're going to go in the attic. They're going to crawl under the house. They're going to see if there's any leaks. You can also have a sewer inspector come. Most home inspectors don't do sewer. Maybe you want a chimney inspector or a roof inspector or a termite inspector. This is your chance to have all the inspections you want and to see what you're buying. Now, 
please keep in mind, when an inspector gives you a report, oftentimes they're going to put one million things in there. There's just going to be a lot of things and there's gonna be 80 pages and you're gonna to say to yourself, oh my gosh, where do I start? Well, realize that to ask for a lot of little things isn't gonna help your cause to say I want $20,000 because you know the bathtub didn't turn on isn't really valid. You really want to ask for things that are important to you to be fixed and you really want to be fair for you and fair for them. It can be a good experience for everybody. Go through the list with your agent, figure out what the most important things are to you and then figure a strategy, ask your agent their strategy on making it happen. Second, appraisal contingency. Your lender will hire an appraisal. Now an appraisal you pay for, again, that's a buyer cost, your bank and your lender hires them. What they're doing is they're protecting you. They wanna make sure that the home is worth what you paid. So the bank doesn't want to loan money on a house that isn't at value. So let's say you bought a house for $700,000. They want it to appraise for a minimum of $700,000. If it doesn't, then you have the choice of coming back and saying to a seller, hey, my house only appraised for $650,000. I'd like you to lower it by $50,000. The seller has a choice to say, absolutely not. I'll sell it to someone else. And you pay the other $50,000 and you can buy it. Or, okay, I'll do it. And you have the choice of saying, if you're not gonna sell it to me at that, I'm gonna walk away, or you have the choice of bringing the money in. I know it gets confusing. The appraisal contingency also ties into your loan. So if you need to remove your loan contingency, but the appraisal hasn't been done or hasn't come in, or you're fighting over the appraisal, then you don't wanna remove your loan contingency as well, because it's just not gonna do you any good. They really go hand in hand. Lastly, removal of all contingencies. Again, I explained about the removal of all contingencies. That is your point of no return. You are in jeopardy of losing your deposit if you sign the removal of all contingencies. Now, don't be scared. If your appraisals come in, your loan has been formally approved. You have formal loan approval, which means you've gotten all the paperwork you need and the lender says, don't worry about it, sign the removal of all contingencies, then you're good. Remember, be calm and be patient. Understand your agent has a strategy. If you're not sure what it is, then ask them. Ask them to share different scenarios with you and how they handle them. No two escrows are the same, I'm telling you. So again, this is a really exciting time and good luck. Now you see why I said earlier that your real estate agent's job starts when your offer gets accepted. That concludes our show for today. I hope you enjoyed hearing about all things real estate. If you'd like to ask me a question or you'd like to hear about any specific topic, you can email me at atrepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, remember, have an attitude of gratitude.